Anybody here not heard of Teen Challenge? Good. I'm going to give you a little background, a little history of the organization of Teen Challenge, how we came about. I'm going to run through the campus, the curriculum, and kind of how we do business. And then we're going to share with you what God's doing in our lives through song and testimony. Give you the background. Teen Challenge started in 1958 by a man named Reverend David Wilkerson from a small town, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, opposite side of the state where I'm from. I'm from Pittsburgh originally. Go Steelers. I don't hear. Wow, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, there goes the offering. Thanks. God bless you. Uh, I got one, though. My man, my, yeah, my man right there. God bless you, sir. So here's the deal. 1958, a gang of boys uh, in New York City killed a paraplegic boy for his tennis shoes. Big deal, 1958. Made national news, the whole deal. Doesn't, I mean, that's commonplace now. People getting killed every day for even less. Um, but in 1958, that was a big deal. So uh, Reverend Wilkerson... Um, was in his study one night praying, and he pretty much audibly heard God say, go to New York and help those boys. Didn't know what that meant. Didn't know how he was going to do it. Told his wife he was going. She thought he was crazy, like most of you do when we do things. And he took off to New York. Went to the courthouse. Um, did not get to see or speak to the actual boys on trial, but he went to intervene, kind of made a spectacle of himself in the courthouse. On his way out of the courthouse, the, the paparazzi was there, the media was there, taking a bunch of pictures. So they asked him to hold up his Bible. He held up his Bible. They snapped a picture of him. And that picture made it all around New York, made the periodicals, the tabloids, whatever. So now Reverend Wil Wilkerson's running around town, not sure what to do. Didn't get to see the boys. Didn't get to help. He's like, God, I don't get it. You told me to come here. I'm being obedient. What's the deal? But because of that photograph that it made it around, the boys of, in, this, in this town, they recognized his face. And they said, well, geez, he was here to help those guys. Maybe, he, maybe he'll help us. So they befriended him. They took him around the town, took him to the drug dens and the, the places and it's all, where all the seedy stuff was going on, and his heart broke. He said, i got to do something for these boys. And that's the birth of Teen Challenge. Um, they started the first Teen Challenge in New York City. Uh, and today there is 200 Teen Challenge centers in the United States um, and 90 Teen Challenge I'm sorry, a 1,000 Teen Challenge centers worldwide in 90 countries. Can you believe that? That's one man's obedience is my point in all that. All right, can you imagine if we all just did that? Because that's the deal. You know, you know when God's telling you to do something. You know, the Holy Spirit's tugging on you, and you, ah, you want to fight with him about it. He didn't know what he was doing. And, and because of that, we, we sit here today, quite frankly. We sit here today um, on our way to redemption. So we represent the Augusta campus. Um, we're actually in Winthrop. So it's a little confusing even for us. We don't know where we are. But we're going to say Augusta because everybody just knows where Augusta is. We are blessed to be on a 600-acre, roughly 600-acre farm, which we work. Uh, we have chickens and cows, uh, and we had pigs, but they're in the freezer. And see, I knew I was looking at you for a reason because they were scary. We haven't had pigs for a year. That was, I don't know whose decision that was, but I was happy about it because they were demonic. Like, I'm telling you what, those things would snarl and chase you around, Pastor, like you ain't never seen. I didn't want anything to deal with them. So when they, when they went to the freezer, I thought that was a great place for them. We had a, we had a floor freezer full of bacon, and I'm not even kidding. It was nice. Sir? Yeah, well, we, <laughs> that's true. We lost two Jersey guys during chores. I don't even know where they are. <laughs> they might be part of the freezer. <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on. So um, 
But we're blessed to have the property. It was given to us in a land trust eight years ago, and we work the land. We do what we can. We cut a lot of wood. We sell a little bit, not like as much as we'd like to, but we're, we're growing. We're trying to get to that spot, and I'm going to speak about that in a few minutes. Um, just trying to be good stewards with what we have, you know, because we know that God didn't give us 600 acres for what we're doing right now. Um, so we're trying to get to that spot. We have, we have two houses on the property. I guess I'll cover this. I, some of you have heard me speak about this before, but this is important because this is the vision and where we're going as a campus. We have two houses. We have the brick house, which is the program house. It's the everything house. We call it the brick house because it's brick. And um, I need, yeah, I know. Thanks. You're my best. You've got to go everywhere where I go. But that's the everything house. We have 25 guys in the house. Uh, we hold 18 students and then the supporting staff that stays there, and we stay there with the students primarily. Um, so it's, it's a lot in the house. I've been asked, like, what's a day in Teen Challenge like? We'll put all of you in a house. Not just for an hour, but live there. Yeah, nobody's laughing. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what the house is like. But that's how God works through the house. Because there's no way to get through the conflict. I mean, you're going to have conflict. You're going to have things come up. This is called real life. The things that us as alcoholics and addicts, we don't deal with very well. Um, so the structure within, within the house brings all these things to light. There's no way you, you're not going to get away with much for very long. You might get away with something for a little bit. Um, but everything always comes out. you got 25 people in the house. Everybody knows everything. So that's kind of the deal. But we have a White House that's on the property that's not finished. And some of you that have been to the property, you're aware of that. And we call it the White House because, God, I love you people. I love you so much. Um, and that's where we're going. If we could get the White House renovated, completed, that's 50 beds right from the rip. Which is which is where we're going. I need those people. We need one. We need those people because people need help. Our admissions coordinator here, his name is John. Thanks for coming today, John. And he could tell you. We could testify. We take ten, sometimes ten, fifteen intake calls. That's no exaggeration. A day, people call and they need help. This is happening, folks. Addictions here. This is a real deal. Um, this is not a joke. This is destroying families. This is killing people. Literally killing people. So when that phone rings, we take it like that, and we want to be able to to open those, to have those beds and open up the availability for, for everybody that needs it. Not everybody makes it up there, is, you know what I'm saying, but um, that's up to God. But we want to have the availability. So that's where we're going. That's where we're pushing is for this White House to be completed. And then additionally, we have our house in Rockland, which is a part of, of, of this deal in the church and life ministry, which is a transitional house, which we're, we're really getting running now uh, for graduates of Teen Challenge or for those that have come out of other situations, maybe incarceration, whatever, but need a, a a structured living environment, and we have some people here from that. Thanks for coming today. I appreciate it, bro. So we're, we're active. We're doing things. God, I, the way I used to see it was like this. You know, God can't change your direction if you're not moving. you got to be moving in a direction. He will, he'll light little fires on your right and your left if you come off the path, but you got to be moving. you got to be getting going somewhere. Or you're just stuck and you're stagnant. You're not doing anything, and that's not the way he works. So we're putting our irons in the fire, and we're, we're seeing what happens. All right, I want to talk about the curriculum real quick. Uh, what makes Teen Challenge Teen Challenge is really the studying that we do. The guys, and they'll tell you, they're, they're in class two and a half to three hours a day because we come at this, we come at addiction from a biblical perspective. We make no bones about that. I'm not apologizing for that. This is a, this is a Jesus-believing, Bible-preaching program. Thank you. Thank you. Because you know why? Because the Bible has the answers to all of our issues. There's nothing in there that hasn't been covered. There's no problem in there that doesn't have an answer. It's all in there. We want to get all, we, you know, like all confused, ripping out pages like, oh, I like that. I don't like that. Reading the Bible with our white out. It doesn't work. All right. Everything is in there. 
Uh, and that's how we come at addiction. You know, there's no, because it's not, it's never the booze or the pills or whatever it is that you're doing. There's deep-rooted stuff. There's deep-rooted way down issues that we got to get to. Anxiety, fear, depression, oppression, lust, all the junk that we have. And we got junk. You got junk. We all have junk. But what do we do with it? How do we deal with it? And that's what Teen Challenge teaches. We're going to put you in that. God's going to put you in that situation where we're going to deal with that. We're going to get to those deep-rooted things. We're going to draw it out of you. Holy Spirit's going to draw it out of you, reveal things in you that we can address. Because just because you get saved, the unicorn's not out front. There's no glitter. It's not all rainbows. Everything isn't perfect. Matter of fact, you're under attack more, um, and especially young in the faith. And that's why Teen Challenge comes at this from a discipleship standpoint. We're going to teach you. We're going to, we're going to show you through the Bible, through how we interact. Show God's love by how we interact with each other. That's what Teen Challenge does. And honestly, that's what works. That's why it works. We have an 89% success rate of graduates of the program in five years, still sober, productive, doing what they're doing, doing what God wanted them to do in the first place. Let's get it. Let's get it right. So that's how we do business. And I love it. It's an honor to be a part of the program. It's an honor to uh, have come through and work now uh, for the organization. I, I can't. I couldn't do anything else really right now. God's told me to do it, and I'm, it's an honor to, to serve uh, in the capacity that I do. And lastly, just want to cover the finances with you so you know how we operate. We are fully nonprofit, 501c3. We love that. We want to stay that way. We love the government. I love the government. I was a federal employee for 10 years, but we don't want to take their money, but quite frankly, because then they start telling us how we're going to run our program. And that's not going to happen. All the guys don't have to go to prayer. The guys don't have to read. Their, yeah, they do. And, yes, they will. Because that's what works. And we maintain the house and we pay the bills um, by a couple of ways. This is one of them. The choir ministry is obviously a big one for us. We do this. We try to do this every week. We go to different churches and just bring awareness and let them know what Teen Challenge is, that we're here and share what God's doing in the lives of the guys. And we're a busy house. We, have, we do contracting work. We're at New Hampshire Motor Speedway almost all summer long. We, have a, we work for the maintenance department there. It's a big contract for us. We do snow shoveling in the winter, landscaping in the summer. We're busy, 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 busy. You'll see us at Storefront. You'll probably see us at Dunkin' Donuts and Walmart. And the guys are on the drug awareness teams bringing awareness to the community. Hey, this is happening. This is going on. We're here to help. That in combination is how we pay the bills. And it's fun. It's fun to see. We operate in faith. You know, we never, we'll turn, we'll, I don't want to turn anybody away for any reason. Um, there's fees attached to the program. We don't, I don't even, listen, I'm not going to be responsible for any, have an answer for that one. You know, oh, why didn't you let Johnny in? Because he didn't have any money. That's not, that's not the way it works. But we got to pay the light bill, too. It's an honor again to be here. Um, I can't tell you how much it means to me. This, is, this last year was the first choir that I actually ran. And I was a student then. Um, so it means a lot to me to be back a year later in this capacity after the year that we've had as a church and speak and share with you. You guys are my family, and I love you guys. So without further ado, we're going to bring the guys up. We're going to sing some songs, share some testimonies with you, and we hope you enjoy. How you guys doing? 
Good. I'm Josh Hollowell. I'm 35 years old. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm from this area. I actually went to school about a couple hundred yards behind us. Yep. And, uh, well, that was for the first six, six years of my school, and I went there. And, um, well, addiction. Addiction was throughout my family. I was um, I pretty much grew up around, around it, around drugs and alcohol. It was running rampant. And, um, geez, I, I, always, I always said that. I never, I never was going to use drugs. I was never going to go down that road. And, and uh, ended, up, ended up starting off smoking marijuana. I smoked marijuana when I was 16. Um, pretty steady after uh, my later years of high school. And, uh, yeah, well, it, it just grew to when I didn't have it, I was grumpy and aggravated, anxious all the time. Um, I ended up going fishing after high school, lobstering, and ground fishing until that industry pretty much is non-existent. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the... I ended up getting my hand crushed with an anchor, ton and three-quarter anchor, um, and that's when I was put on oxycontins. Oxycontin was, uh, was part of my life for nine months, and it was abruptly taken off them. I was taken off them really quick, and it just I was uh, overwhelmed with sickness and, and just the anxiety. I ended up, ended up using street drugs to overcome that, and. Uh, using the street drugs pretty much just went downhill really quick. I lost my lost my girlfriend, my my daughter. Ended up on my own living living with my uh, living with my aunt, and um, I ended up finding out about a Suboxone clinic. I was on Suboxone for eight years, and uh, I was just tired of it. I was tired of tired of living for that next dose and next doctor appointment. Well, during that time, I ended up having a full job, getting on an apartment, having my now wife back and my daughter back, and uh, it's just I was I just felt like um, they deserve more. They deserve more. We needed a we need we need you know I needed to provide more. I needed to provide a home for them. We're still in an apartment, and you know I was just tired of living in that bondage, and ended up ended up using more drugs and. And uh, ended up getting tricked into using bath salts. Bath salts, the last year, the 14 challenge wrecked me, destroyed my life, destroyed my family. Uh, pretty much watched them leave, leave again um, really fast. That, that just went downhill real fast for me. And I uh, was tired of it through some bad choices. I uh, ended up in jail. And... Before I went to jail, I remember going to a going to a meeting at, at a church in Rockland where where some graduates from Teen, Teen Challenge invited me, and I remember seeing the light in their eyes and in their words that they were speaking were just it was from the heart, and it really sounded you know like like them and who they really are. It was just it's amazing what God was doing in their life, and I remember that sitting in the jail cell, and I called up my pastor and I said, Pastor, I need some help. I uh, want to know more about Teen Challenge, and little did I know, he already had talked to, to Teen Challenge and had me signed up, so I was headed. <laughs> but um, yeah, by the grace of God, he, he had that working out in me the whole time. I didn't even really know it, so it was amazing. You know, I just needed that time. I needed the time away from 
addiction. I needed needed it, I guess, because if I wouldn't be here without without the the police force, the jail, you know, detoxing in there and being able to make the right choice to come to Teen Challenge. So, by the grace of God, you know, He's done so much for me. He's restoring my relationships with my daughter. And my <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I give thanks to God for that every day in my journal, during prayer. Yeah. They're my world. God's my world, too. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for me and, you know, to, to help be a husband and, you know, a better husband and a better father for those guys. And, you know, I just, they deserve that. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud to, proud proud of them for for what they're doing, the support they're giving me and the support from you guys is just helping out so much. And uh, you know, support from God. God's teach me so much. Perseverance and endurance, you know, it's really hard to, to be away from them. But, you know, God's taking care of them. God's taking care of them the whole time. I was so worried about, you know, I was the provider, I was on the, you know, working on the fishing boat and she was with the mom and taking care of the kids, and then, you know, so it was just a lot off, a lot on, a lot of anxiety it brought on me. But God is taking care of that, and now she's working, working as a painter, and she's getting jobs all the time, and it's, it's just working out. So God's, God's grace is, is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, he's, he's teaching me love and trust and how to lean on him. I'm still going through some issues. He's pulling out some deep stuff, you know, and, you know, that's all right, because I trust him. I trust everything's going to be fine. So, no, I'm just happy to be here today. Thank you for listening. Good job. Church. My name is Kevin. I'm 37 years old. I'm from Machias, Maine. Uh, I stand before you grateful. Um, I came into the program two years ago next month. I've graduated. Uh, I started using drugs when I was 15 years old because I struggled with acceptance. Um, when I, I went to a party, I was offered uh, alcohol pills. They did everything I wanted them to do. Loosed my tongue. I made friends easily. And I was off and running from there. Uh, I joined the Army. I started a long line in life, uh, a long line of starting things and not finishing. 
and because uh, I found a way out of that in five months, and went back to Machias, started the same stuff. I moved to Bangor, thinking the change in the environment would uh, help that, and I know it didn't. Uh, when I was 21 years old, I was thrown from a garbage truck uh, and injured myself. At 23, my daughter was born. I quit using for about a year and a half, and then the, the injury started acting up, and I was prescribed uh, opiates and started again. Uh, at, at age 30, I started IV use and dealing. Uh, at 32, I was started into the bath salts, uh, dealing those uh, in and out of jail, robbing and stealing to support my habit. Um, in uh, 2013, September, I have no background and no relationship with Jesus beforehand, but I prayed to a God I didn't believe in because I was homeless in Bangor, sleeping on park benches, under uh, bridges, doing mass quantities of, of drugs. I wanted to die. I, I had no purpose in life. It's going nowhere. And I wanted, I wanted it over with. And my answer came two weeks later on uh, October 5th, 2013. I was arrested in, in Penobscot County Jail. Boarded out to Machias, Washington County Jail. God brought me back to where it all started. And I started seeking help. And I was accepted to two rehabs in December. Mana Ministries was one of them. And the other one was another program out of Waterville, I don't remember the name, but on January 1st, my insurance was canceled, and I was losing hope again, and then the social worker from the jail brought in an application from Team Challenge, her name was Sherry Frazier, and I put my application in, two days later I was on the phone with John, and was accepted the program, no money needed, and here I stand. Almost two years later. Uh, you asked me over two years later if I'd be serving the Lord. I tell you, no, absolutely not. I stand here today and, and learning, still learning today. I mean, I compare my walk at Teen Challenge to when Jesus called me out of the boat like he called Peter out of the boat. And you're walking on water, and then when your struggles come, you start to sink and take your eyes off the prize but he's always faithful he's there you cry out and he pull you up so that's my testimony the power of prayer huh we want to take a quick minute and hand out some prayer cards uh, you guys can fill out any prayer needs that you may have but first, I want to tell you how important these prayer cards are to me. Um, when I came into Teen Challenge, within the first two weeks, I was uh, like, get me out of here. This program is not going to do it for me. These guys were hugging on each other, and I thought they were all crazy. They said, send me back to Knox County Jail, because I don't want to be here. Uh, but I was reading, um, there was a box that had prayer cards, full of these prayer cards that we're about to hand out. And I was reading them, and I stumbled across one that had my name on it, which my aunt, who was sitting right back there, had wrote it out for me. And 
So I was kind of like surprised, so I showed it to Kyle. Um, I don't know why, because I didn't like him at the time. But I showed it to him anyway, and he said, yeah, well, what do you think we do here? We pray for people. We don't just uh, sing Kumbaya all day. And so he, he had already seen what the power of prayer can do in his life and in so many others. But I was still skeptical until the next day I was walking around the same chapel, same box of prayer cards, and I stumbled across another one that had my name on it. And at that moment, I surrendered my life to Jesus, and I knew that I was where God wanted me to be. So if you guys can please take the time to fill these cards out so we can take the time to pray for you, it would be greatly appreciated. God bless you all. And when you're done with the cards, you can just hold them up over your head and we'll collect them. Thank you. Thank you, folks. If you're still working on the cards, that's fine. Just give them to any one of us after after we're done. Uh, that's fine. I want to hold it up. So thank you, folks. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, my name is Joey. I'm 22. I'm from Lowell, Massachusetts. I've been in the program or well, Team Challenge for almost six months now. Um, growing up, uh, I mean, I I thought it was pretty normal. I mean. Looking back on it now, it probably wasn't. Um, both of my parents uh, used and sold drugs and did all kinds of things that they probably shouldn't have been doing. Um, they ended up splitting up about when I was like five after my first sister was born. Um, we went to go live with our mother and, uh, and we moved around a lot, you know, because of her, the way she chose to live. Um, but my grandmother would take me, you know, like on the weekends or whatever to go see my father. And, uh, you know, one one weekend came and, you know, I didn't get to go see him. And I was told, uh, you know, my father had been put in jail and he's probably going to be there for a long time. And I wasn't going to get to see him again. And uh, it, um, it, it, I was mad. You know, I was a little kid. I didn't understand. I, I was very angry. So it just uh, set me down kind of a bad path. I was always getting in fights in school, getting kicked out of schools, moving around a lot due to that. Um, I started selling and using marijuana, and that led to other things, uh, prescription painkillers. Um, you know, I was using those and selling them. I, you know, I thought I had it going on. I obviously didn't. Um, and then about when I was like 16, I at the time was living at my grandparents' house, and uh, my father had gotten out of jail, and he came there to live with us. And I was pumped. I was happy. You know, I, was, I had my father back in my life, and we were doing a lot together. Um, he saw that I was selling and using the pills. He uh, told me, he asked me what I was doing, told me I was wasting my time. And that's when I was first introduced into uh, heroin, and it set me. I mean, I was, I was, I was happy. I, I didn't care. Me and my dad were, you know, we were living together, working together, getting high together, making money together. So I, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I was happy. You know, um, we ended up getting an apartment together, um, and uh, you know, we had girlfriends, and we, you know, we thought we were living the life. Until February 12, 2014, um, we had already been under investigation, I guess, for about a year, and our apartment got raided. 
we both went to jail. He ended up bailing out three days later. I took uh, the rap for most of the charges and um, continued to fight my case from jail for a few months until I ended up having to take a pretty lengthy uh, plea bargain um, that I still have over my head today. But, you know, I got out of jail and started to do good. Eventually ended up slipping back into my old ways. We moved in. We got another apartment. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it was a lot worse this time. I was moving around a lot um, uh, until, you know, uh, May 15th of this year. I... Um, was staying with a friend and I got the call uh, that morning. I was supposed to go to work. I didn't for whatever reason. And I woke up to a phone call. It was my aunt on the other side of the phone telling me that my father had passed away from an overdose on heroin. And uh, it devastated me. I mean, I, I, now he's really gone. He's not coming back. Like, I, I, it destroyed me. I. I bawled my eyes out for a couple of days straight. I was blowing all the money I had, pretty much, you know, getting high, trying to end my life. I didn't care. Um, and by this time, I had already been on the run for a while because I stopped going to probation. I stopped doing everything I was supposed to do. So the day of his services came, and the cops were sitting across the street from the funeral parlor, and they followed me, and I got picked up the next morning. Um, I ended up having to spend about another month in jail, and uh, I got out. Um, I had, you know, it was, this is kind of crazy. It's how I ended up in Teen Challenge. I got out. I had an infection in my foot, and I was supposed to go to court the day I got out, but I never went because I didn't care. I was going right back to my master's. So I was getting high right away. But about a week later, that infection got so bad in my foot that... I was forced to go to the hospital because I couldn't even walk. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Um, so, and my lawyer, who's a good friend of the family, got me another court date behind my back. Um, she must have worked it out with my family somehow, I don't know. And uh, so it just so happened to be the day I got released from the hospital, I had to go to court. Um, and I literally couldn't run at the time, even if I wanted to, because my foot was all jacked up. And uh, so my family dragged me to the courthouse, and I found myself in front of the judge um, looking at all this time. I'd probably be in jail until I'm 30. Um, and my grandmother, the lovely woman she is, wrote a letter to the judge and handed it to him right there in the courthouse telling him about Teen Challenge. Um, and he looked at me, and he's like, you sure you want to do this? And I was like, uh, I guess so. It's better than going to jail, right? And then he's like, oh, then you can have fun up in Maine climbing trees because that's where you're going to go do. So that's how I got up here today. And, uh, you know, like Booker, when I first got here, I seen all these guys hugging each other and stuff. I was like, whoa, I was like, that judge is right. I did not know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> you know, but these guys are my brothers. I love them. I'm glad to be in the house with them. I mean, yeah, we get on each other's nerves like every now and again, but it's we learn to get through it, you know. Uh, I still, you know, like, life's not perfect today by any means, but it's a lot better than it once was, um, and that's through the grace of God. Like, I, I still got my mother out there. She's still on her mask. My sister, I guess this is kind of a blessing in disguise. She's, uh, we just found out she's, like, six months pregnant. Um, but I'm going to be an uncle, so I guess that's good. 
Um, but he's, God's teaching me how to deal with all these things without, you know, going back to my old ways the right way that a man should should be doing it, you know. Thank you, guys. Thank you. A couple more things. We're going to wrap this up. We'll get this thing moving. I want to, man, Lord, how do you do this with chasing that sun around? I see it in your face, and you just, how do you pull that off? Oh, there it is. I can't see anything. Thank you, Lord. So um, I want to let you know a couple of things. Uh, one, housekeeping note. We have a sponsorship program that I want to make you aware of. It's a dollar a day, $30 for the month, $360 for the year for a student. We'll give you $5 off today and today only for the next five minutes, $5 off. But what that does is that uh, underwrites the cost of an intake or an admission for us. As we spoke about earlier, we are a nonprofit. We love it. We want to say that way. And we never, John will testify with me, we don't ever want to be the one saying, well, why didn't you take him because of that? You didn't have money, whatever. It's not the way we operate. But what this sponsorship does is it underwrites the cost of that intake. It, it's not the, the monthly tuition is $750. It doesn't take the place of that. But it gets them in the door, gets them through what we need to do. It's expensive. And, and, and when you come into the man hours of just one intake, it's roughly 12 hours of work for two guys to get a guy into the program. It's just what it takes. So if God puts that on your heart, please, uh, $30 for the month is fine. You can pay today, pay later, whatever. Um, we'll be at the table, see any of us back there. If, if that's something that you could do for us, it really, really helps us out a great deal. And last, before we, we wrap this up, we're going to sing another song. But I just want to say thanks. I really want to say thank you. Um, this is happening. No, thank you, guys. This is, I said it before, and I can't really. Uh, this, everybody knows somebody who's affected by this. Drugs, alcohol, addiction. It's tearing lives apart. Okay, this is not a joke. This is not funny. This is happening, and we, need, we can stop it. We can arrest it. We're called to do this. We're called to come down. This is, this is Evangelism 101 right here. All right, we're in the middle of this, and this thing is happening. Everybody knows somebody, a mother, a father, an uncle, a brother, a sister, who's addicted, who's in trouble. I was that guy. I was the uncle at the, in the corner at the party nobody wanted to talk to because I was drunk. 20 years. I destroyed my entire life. What I thought, you know, I had it all, you know, worldly, in a temporal way, this and that, whatever. And it was all removed from me because, you know why? Because I wasn't doing it right. And I'm going to say this now. Because I probably won't be able to say it later. But this wedding today is only by the grace of God. This is my wedding today. Because there was, this relationship was over. Gone, dead, nothing. You understand me? And I stand here today getting married to this woman that I love. And that's because of him. That has nothing to do with me. That all I did was show up and shut up, to be honest with you, which probably most of you are thinking, wow, this guy can shut up, really. Because at the end of the day, all we're called really to do is submit and be obedient, all right? This is real simple. We can complicate this thing three ways from maybe. And following God really isn't that tough. We've got to show up. We've got to be obedient. We've got to seek his will in our lives. And then we need to execute that will in our lives. That's all we need to do. And by the grace of God, he's taught me that finally. And I've submitted. And I'm going to keep submitting. And I'm going to shut up. And I'm going to do what I'm told to do as much as I possibly can. Because that's where the peace comes. The peace that surpasses all understanding. The things that we learn about. Listen, this is real. And it happens. And it happens by the grace of God. 
So we thank you. We thank you very much for everything that you've done for us today, for having us here. It's an honor. Worship team, let's go. If you can, stay standing, please. We read a verse to you really fast. It says this. It says, for the death that he died. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. It says he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. It says, likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God. Can somebody say alive to God? says, in Christ Jesus, our Lord, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Here's the key verse I want you to hear this morning. It says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. Amen. If you can, close your eyes really fast, please. Come on, let's respect everybody around us this morning. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come and do what only you can do. Father, we've seen testimonies, God, of your delivering power this morning. Father, we know that you're not a God of partiality. What you'll do for one, you'll do for another. And so, Lord, we just welcome, God, your power and your presence that says, God, that sin shall no longer have dominion over us. So, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to walk through the hallways of our heart, even at this moment. Reveal to us the condition of our own souls. Reveal to us the condition, God, of our own hearts this morning. Father, we thank you that you are love. God, and you love us and you desire the best for us. You desire your plan for us this morning. So I want to ask you with all... Heads bowed and every eye closed. If there's an addiction this morning that you need to be free from, please lift both hands. It may be addiction of alcohol. It may be addiction of drugs. It could be addiction of pornography. It could be addiction of eating. Whatever your addiction is, there's a sin that's in your life this morning that is dominating you and ruling your life. Please lift your hands and let freedom come to your house today. Come on, can you lift your hands high to the Lord? Come on, use any prayer. Yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit, breathe upon these people this morning. Father, with their hands lifted. Father, those that need freedom. Father, we thank you that freedom comes through Christ and Christ alone. Father, we thank you today for the blood. Father, we thank you for the power of the resurrection that sets men and sets women free. And so, Father, as their hands are lifted today, simply as an act of faith, of saying, Daddy, I need you to meet me exactly where I'm at. Father, we pray today, God, that by your power that those chains would be broken. Father, we thank you, God, that by your power, God, that that sin would no longer rule and reign and have dominion, God, in their lives. And no longer would they present themselves, God, as instruments to sin, but instruments to righteousness. Father, in fact, Lord, even what that word instrument means, God, that they would be weapons of righteousness for the glory of God. And so, Father, today, Lord, we pray that that thing would be broken now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you, God, that you would put such a hate, such a displeasure, God, of that sin that has ruined their lives and run their lives for so long. 
God, I pray today that they would hate what you would hate and love what you love. That they would hate what is evil and they would love what is good today. Father, I pray, God, that even when they are tempted, even when they step out, God, even in a weak moment to to do it again. Father, I pray that they'd be reminded of who you are, God, and what you've done. And Father, I pray that there would be even, God, even if we could just believe today, God, when they go to take a drink, God, it would taste nasty in their mouth. God, that which was once pleasure. God, we pray, God, that it would be just disgust, God, to them. Father, that there be such a disdain, God, in their own hearts. And, Father, we pray, God, today that they would be free. Father, thank you for restoring today what only you can restore. God, thank you for restoring, God, today what only you can restore. God, that's which caused damages in marriages. God, and that which caused damage in families. God, with children, moms and dads. Father, thank you for restoring today. In Jesus' name. If you can't keep all your eyes closed, I, I want to pray this morning specifically for these guys. And, and, and the message I have for you is really simple, Teen Challenge. It's this, is that he's just now beginning with you. He's just getting started. Man, you think that you've seen it, but man, you ain't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. So if you guys can, not to embarrass you, but can you just lift your hands this morning? Teen Challenge guys, lift your hands. If you're in our church... Let's get you close your eyes, but just stretch your hand out toward them. Come on, let's take this prayer level up a little bit. Holy Ghost, come. 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 God, we're so thankful for what you've done in these men's lives so far. But God, there's so much more. There's so much more, God. So much more. Father, we were reminded of your word this morning that it says, God, that he who begun a good work in me is faithful to complete it. He's faithful. He's faithful. So, Jesus, this morning, I'm asking God for complete deliverance, God, over every one of these men. God, set them free, God, totally. Father, I pray, God, even old mindsets, God, would be renewed and be changed and transformed. Father, I pray, God, not only would they just feel different, but, God, they would see different. God, they would hear different. They would know different. Father, that they would speak different in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for a fresh anointing. God, upon the Holy Ghost, from the Holy Ghost upon them this morning. God, give them greater ears to hear, greater eyes to see, greater hearts to receive from you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for just confidence, God, in who you are. God, confidence in who you are. Father, I pray, Lord, that every lie of the enemy that they've ever believed, Father, would be broken. Would be broken. Would be broken. God, we choose in this moment to not be in agreement with any of those lies anymore. In fact, God, I'm asking... God, this morning, God, that you would reveal to them the lies, God, that they have believed. God, and you would reveal to them, God, your truth that counteracts that lie. Holy Ghost, now, truth. Truth, 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 truth. God, truth that sets them free. Father, I thank you, God, that their identity would be known in you. Lord, I'm asking, God, that their identity. In fact, Lord, you said when we become to you, God, we become new creations. God, I know personally in my old life, I've done a lot of those same things that they've mentioned today. But God, I don't even feel like that was me anymore. I feel like that's some other random guy that's mentioned occasionally. Father, that's what kind of new creation that you desire for them to be. That literally, God, they're not even looking in the rearview mirror. They're just so busy looking ahead of what you desire for them. And so, Father, thank you today for fresh purpose, for fresh purpose, for fresh, uh, just literally a new reason for living, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you today for this, brother, God. Restoration. Restoration. God, complete restoration. 
God, what the enemy would try to come and steal, restore it a hundredfold. Devil, we command you in the name of Jesus to give it back a hundredfold. God, restore, God, the thinking. God, restore literally the brain, God. Restore the brain. Restore the brain. Restore the brain. God, restore it. God, thank you that we have the mind of Christ today in Jesus' name. God, literally that which was damaged by past choices. Father, we thank you, God. It's a new day. God's spirit, soul, and body, it's a new day. Father, thank you for these men. Thank you. Literally, I just want to pray this over you. Um, I don't know if it's one of you, I don't, and I don't know if it's several of you, uh, but somebody in here is called to preach the gospel. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. There's called to preach the gospel. Father, I pray, God, for courage in that individual to step up and to respond to that. And, Lord, I pray, God, that uh, they wouldn't question and go, Lord, are you sure? Are you, Lord, just let them trust you. Let them trust you. Let them have faith. And, Father, I pray just fresh hunger for your word. God, thank you for opening their eyes for revelation today. God, that they would walk with you and know you in deeper ways. Thank you, God, for a deeper hunger of prayer. Come on, Lord. These men don't need surface level. Father, they need to know what it's like to, to have deep encounters with you. And so, Father, I just pray even for the leadership today. God, I know Keith's not here, but we pray for Keith. We pray for Kyle and John and the whole team. Lord, that you would give them the ability and the wisdom, God, to lead these men into deep encounters with you. God, they're literally to, to learn to what it means to be lost in your presence. Come on, Lord, to be lost in your goodness. Father, as a congregation today, God, we release peace. Jesus' name. Come on. Lord, some of these men don't even know what that's like to have their mind clear for a moment. Come on, Lord, we break confusion off of them in Jesus' name. We release peace today in Jesus' name. Y'all felt that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Peace. Clarity of thinking. Clarity of thinking. Father, at one time they ran to drugs to get that. Father, no longer we run to you. Come on, Jesus made peace through the cross. He made it. Come on, he is the Prince of Peace. He dwells within you. All you have to do is lean into him and it's there. Peace of God. Peace of God. Come on. Come on. Father, I pray today. God, we pray. Come on, congregation. We pray today. A baptism of love in Jesus' name. A baptism of love. Come on, that they would know the Father's heart today. Father, that they would know, God, how much you love them as God is they are your sons. They're your sons. They're your sons. They're your sons. Father, every word that their father in the natural spoke over them, that was not of you. Father, we break those words. God, that spirit of rejection, the spirit of abandonment, God, we break that, literally the power and the influence that that's had over their lives. Father, we thank you today that you're Abba, 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 Papa, Daddy God, you're a good dad. Father, and I thank you, Lord, that you didn't call us again to a bondage of fear, but just, God, to understand that we've been adopted as sons. So, Father, thank you today for freedom, God, over these men. Thank you for freedom. 
God, baptism of joy, baptism of love. God, fresh identity today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Man, that's good. Fellas, he doesn't disappoint. Yeah? Um, Look, like a lot of y'all, I didn't grow up in this thing either. I didn't, you know? Um, I can really relate to a lot of you guys. And uh, But listen, if you press in, man, he, he's going to meet you there every time. There's that verse that I, that I hung to as a, as a young believer. If I draw near to him, he'll draw near to me. And I promise you, I promise you, it gets much better. It gets easier. Yeah, The more you walk with him, the stronger you are in the spirit. Um, you know, your flesh won't rule you as much. And it's not hokey. It's not weird. It's just real. <laughs> yeah? Amen? Amen. Thanks for coming today. You guys did a great job. You guys are awesome. Everybody, y'all can be seated. Amen. Man, I don't know why I just told y'all to sit down. (laughs) I just want to pray and worship now. I'm kind of a mess here. Amen. Y'all feel the peace of God? Man, that's nice. That's nice. So if you can, listen, these guys, here's what's pretty cool about this. These guys took a prayer request from us. Please make sure you pray for them. Okay? Please remember them as you pray. The Lord touched your heart today to give uh, on a monthly basis. Please follow through with that. Please be obedient. Um, Amen. So we'll make one announcement and we'll get out of here. I'm kind of in the zone right now. I not want to come out. I hate clocks. All right. Good job. Amen. So, uh, once again, weddings at 2 o'clock. Uh, we're so thankful that, uh, literally, that these guys are being obedient to the Lord. Um, man, I'm going to tell you, it's a good day. It's a good day. Really good day. So, anyways, so please, today, before you leave, uh, we do want to take an offering for these guys. You heard Kyle mention some of their financial needs. Um, Kyle, do, do me a favor. Sometime, and I may be sticking us. I used to hate when my pastor would do this, but I'm going to do it. Um, what? Can you please uh, let us know kind of what you need for that house? And if we need to get some people to go do something, we'll go do something, brother. All right? Okay. All right. So, um, anyways, so today, please give something before you leave. Let's bless this ministry. And uh, God bless you guys. See you next week. Amen. If you need prayer. We will be up here and we'll pray for you. Amen. You guys may stand. Once again, the offering is back. It's up here and there's a box in the back.